Welcome back to Pace Immigration, paceimmigration.com, talking with immigration lawyer Paulina Elizarova. Paulina, good to see you. Hi, Sean. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, talking today about the Canada-Ukraine Authorization for Emergency Travel Stream. I think I got all that in there correctly. We have the Russian language stuff on the screen as well. This is actually an exciting development uh, for people that are looking for answers about immigrating to Canada from Ukraine. And uh, Paulina, we'll just jump right in with what's available right now. And as you've got listed here, it's for Ukrainian nationals and their immediate mm -hmm. family members of any nationality. Take us through some of this. Uh, yep, that's is one of the questions that we got a lot before the program was introduced, because there are many families of mixed nationalities where only one spouse is Ukrainian. And now we have the answer from the government. The program is going to apply for Ukrainian nationals and their spouses and kids of any other nationality. Okay, and we've got visitor visa, open work permit, a couple of other things here. Take us through some of these points. For those who are outside Canada, they're going to apply for a visitor visa using a new online portal. And at the same time, they can just check a box saying that they want to work in Canada and they will be issued an open work permit automatically at the border when they arrive to Canada. As I mentioned, that's for those who apply outside Canada. Those Ukrainian nationals and their immediate family members who are currently in Canada, they can also apply for an open work permit. It's just going to be a separate portal and a little bit different process, but they're also eligible for an open work permit. Okay, and I see at the bottom here we've got exemptions for unvaccinated and partially vaccinated Ukrainian nationals. Do they have to check a box on that too or talk to someone about that first? How does that work? No, the application uh, for a visitor visa does not have any questions regarding your vaccination status. It's uh, they, they don't need to provide any proof of vaccination, even if they are partially vaccinated. They will just need to download ArriveCan app, as all travelers have to do right now, and fill in their information. Okay, let's carry on to uh, the visitor visa application itself. That we've got a link there that people can apply online. Uh, it says provide all the required information and supporting documents. What is some of that information that they need? The information required, it's uh, the visa application itself. It remains this, uh, your typical Canadian visitor visa application. Everyone, every question is pretty much the same. Uh, that's your personal information, your residence information, information about your education and work history. And I would like to mention for those uh, filling in their work history information to do it carefully and pay attention to what they are putting in because if in three years time or even earlier, if they wish to apply for permanent residence, that's gonna be relevant and their application stays in the system forever. So they wanna be pretty clear on what they declare at this application. Okay, we've got here children traveling with one parent need authorization to travel from the second parent. How do they get that authorization? What does that look like? Uh, right now, most of the travelers and applicants are women with uh, children. And for most of them, for most families, men still remain in Ukraine. So the one of the parents, like typically right now, it's a wife, uh, the mother, she's gotta have the authorization from the second parent and that's we can we can do this online we just need a good access like we can do it from zoom we just need to see the father 
verify his identity, see his uh, national ID document, and uh, he needs to sign it, sign the document with the camera on so we can see that he's the one who's actually signing. It's something that can can be done remotely and we've been doing this for two weeks already. We know how to do this. Excellent. Okay, that's great. Uh, get biometric request and schedule your biometric appointment. Are we talking about fingerprints here? Yes, so we're talking about fingerprints and usually they also take your picture at the visa application center. Uh, the problem right now is the wait time for biometric appointments because for the whole program for this uh, authorization for emergency travel, the government said that they aim to process all applications within two weeks. However, they usually only start processing applications when they receive fingerprints. So keep in mind that it can and most likely will take more than two weeks for them to process the application. Lots of uh, visa application centers in Europe are right now overwhelmed. The wait time is more than two weeks for those in uh, Poland, Germany, and uh, I believe it's uh, Romania. Yeah, Romania has a visa application center too. Yeah, so I was seeing some. Sorry, Paulina, I was seeing some pictures online that there were quite a you know long lineups there that people were saying. Yeah, and lots of confusion because. They ask you to make an appointment online, but because the system is overwhelmed, sometimes it's impossible to do an appointment online. So people have to physically go to the visa application center and wait in lines to figure out how they can uh, make an appointment for themselves. Is there a cap on this? Has the government said that there's a cap or is it just basically as many people as want to can apply and then they'll sort it out later? How does it work? So far, it's an unlimited number of applicants. Okay. Uh, let's move on to some more stuff. Visitor status and open work permit. This is when we get down to the details of basically what happens when someone actually gets here to Canada. Uh, take us through some of this, like how long the visa is valid for. So the visa is valid for 10 years or until your passport expires. You can stay in Canada for up to three years at a time, meaning you don't have to leave. You can stay three years and you don't have to go anywhere because usually the the normal authorized period of stay in Canada on the visitor status is six months. This program allows people to stay for up to three years. And there is even a possibility to extend your status later, but we'll see in three years how it's going to work. Right. Uh, and also travel. you can travel in and out. You don't have to, some people, because some people had uh, concerns that they won't be able to travel and they just need to stay in Canada for three years. That's not the case. You can freely travel in and out. I wonder what's going to happen with that. I know I've heard um, when you're under some kind of protected status sometimes that if you travel back to your home country, it can raise flags that they might take away the status. But in this case, it doesn't matter. If someone came here and then went back to Ukraine for a bit, that would be okay? Yes, that that would be okay because it's, it's a, just a temporary status. It's not a refugee status and you can travel, you can go back to your home country no concerns here. Okay. Uh, carrying on to some other stuff, we've got uh, government fee exempt. Uh, that's pretty good that the, the fee is exempt. What else is involved in uh, this process? So it's not only visa fee that exempt, the biometrics fee is also exempt because usually you have to pay for biometrics too. Okay. Uh, for From what we know so far, no social assistance was uh, announced. So those who come to Canada, they will have to provide for themselves. Um, healthcare can be 
provided, but it's going to depend on the province because, you know, healthcare in Canada is a provincial matter, so it's going to depend on the province. Okay. In most provinces, when you have a work permit and when you're actually employed and can provide a proof of employment, you are eligible for healthcare as, uh, and your dependents, spouses and children also are covered. All right. Uh, what do we have here at the bottom uh, with uh, the option to study? So if you are 18 years old or older, you can get an open work permit, but also if you're interested in studying in Canada, you can get a study permit. But this one, it's not automatic. You'll have to apply for study permit when you're in Canada. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add? Some advice for people if they contact you initially, what you'd like to see right off the bat? Um, that, that was just a general update on the program. The program was announced uh, a week ago, and we've already had a chance to work with this new program and new application. It's pretty straightforward. Like My main advice is for people to take the application series because be honest and disclose if you had if you had any previous visa refusals from any other country if you have if you ever had any immigration issues like overstays in any other countries read all the background questions in the application form and be truthful because as i mentioned before the application stays in the system forever and uh, Later on, once you're eligible for a permanent residence application, you don't want any problems to be caused because you neglected the application and just filled it in quickly without paying attention to the questions. All right, great advice. If you need help, you can contact her, Paulina Elizarova at pelizarova at pacelawfirm.com. Paulina, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Sean.